When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Wow, well, hello. It's SEC After Dark. It's our new look studio here. Yeah, Joining boy. me is uh, a hatless Stephen Willis, Jeb Beecham, and a man who had the FBI come and pay him a visit the other day. No. <laughs> it's Jake Thomas, Jeb Beecham, Stephen Willis. And, of course, we can't. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the voice of God, our producer, Becky Willis. How's everybody doing? Doing great. Doing fine. Yeah, super. Doing great. I do so, like so that. Jake, I do gl- glad that y'all are appreciative of this new set that we built. Absolutely. Yes. It's, yeah. it's very, very good. Steve, your lighting yeah, is, is outstanding. But uh, before we get into anything else, Jake, I think it's time for a story. <laughs> no, we, I, I'm with Go. Becky on this. We're not, we're not going to talk about politics on this show. This is all about football. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not politics. That's yeah. about the FBI showing up in your town. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to tell me. You don't have to give me your political opinion about it. Just say, yeah. "Hey, the FBI showed yeah. up," and uh, yeah, they, yeah, they, I saw they showed them. up in our. I, yeah. They showed up in our town, but that's you know, that's I saw some much. guys leaving in Tahoe. Yeah, <laughs> with I, their hands behind yeah. their back. Yeah, yeah, I, would, I went out the back way and and get got to work. I was going to be in no part of that. Yo, well, no, not just to, like not to go off the rails, but. Becky and I, uh, we, our father did the same thing. He had the FBI show up at his house one day, actually come in. So mm. uh, apparently he had been, I don't know, acquiring pills sometimes that he needed from another country. Anyway, he was pretty scared, but uh, he, he, he explained it as, you know, uh, he was able to uh, to finally breathe and unstick the, stick himself from the, you know, crappy crap in his pants. When Don't they came be telling everybody's business. When he found out that they were only there because one of his neighbors had applied to be in the FBI, and it turns out they like to vet those neighbors pretty hard. So they were even going around to all the neighbors just to talk. So anyway, oh, that's wow. the reason they were there. It was just it's like talk about his neighbor. But he was he was scared through the whole thing. Nearly, nearly lost our dad that day to a heart attack. Uh, excuse me, sir. Um, my name is Agent Zero, and this is my uh, this is my co- colleague, Agent Green, and uh, we're going to need you to take a ride in this Bronco with us. <laughs> um, if you could play, if you could uh, put these bracelets on, that would be. Is it a Watt Bronco? Is a time machine in that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They get the little, they get the little pen. They're like, all right, here you go. Boop. Yeah. 
It's crazy to think about when they go to the future and back to the future too. That was seven years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. They go to the future, back to the future. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm. And they made the joke about the baseball team being in Miami, Miami winning the world series. And yep. they did. And the Cubs win the world series about the time the Cubs won was then. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, back so to the we future. go back to the so, future, back to the, the present Simpsons or something. <laughs> what? <clears throat> the Simpsons they must are be. like, yeah, they're, they're the non, they're the non-animated <laughs> version of the Simpsons. Right. The Simpsons. Well, the Simpsons has like 25 years of episodes. It'd be hard for them not to get some stuff right. Yeah, that's, so that's true. true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 but their, their batting average is actually really good. Yeah, it's like over seven hundred. <laughs> well, oh. as you as you see on our new look set, Steve, uh, you posted our records down below. Um, thanks to Bet Online, our show is presented by Bet Online. Actually, uh, it's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, events, with first to market odds and lines. You can find reviews and news for every league, including MLB, NFL. NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, MLS, and most importantly, college football. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device and join today. Make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. So, anybody the most make challenging a part about that read. Anybody want to make a bet that Corey just had a stroke on air? <laughs> no, these are hiccups, guys. Don't get too excited. <laughs> I, I smell oh. hair. <laughs> yeah. I can see. I can smell colors. I can taste yeah. the rainbow. Oh, oh, Bill Do you believe it? Well, anyway, we got an action-packed show. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots, lots happened in week one. Uh, we're going to recap that. Uh, we got some games to watch. It. That we're going to talk about as I, uh, these hiccups are killing me here. Um, we got some lines scrolling across the bottom. Uh, we're going to make our selections, of course. Um, but uh, if you want to join the chat, make sure you subscribe to our channel. We are officially on the audio side. We're officially on the Believe Network. That has changed over. We are on Spotify now as SEC After Dark officially. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are just gonna shut up and just let me talk the whole time, just so I'm hiccuping through this thing, aren't you guys? So I get up some water. <laughs> anyway, Facebook user, um, for whatever reason, if you're on Facebook, it's not showing a name. So um, identify yourself. Answer, but yes, identify yourself. But Florida definitely does not deserve to jump all the way to twelve. Right. That was a major overreaction. Utah's good, but they're not quite that good. And I think I told all of you Rolling. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You, you did, but right like I was, I, Utah, <laughs> Utah almost had Utah should have had that game. Yeah. Dude, yeah. dude made the worst deci- decision of his career. <laughs> Let's just call Corey the rest of the show Soda Popinski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's great. You're not going to get this kind of entertainment anywhere else tonight, guys. 
blow your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I swear I'm not drunk. I promise you. Mike Tyson's hey, punch out that. reference. Oh, <laughs> we got one in finally. Oh man. <clears throat> Yeah, give some of that to Corey, awesome. Steve. But yeah, anyway, uh, Florida they they did um, go off by putting them up up at twelve or thirteen. Florida does not deserve to be that high. Was it a good win? Yes. Was it enough to go from completely um, unranked and others receiving votes to the right outside the top ten? No, it's too early for that. I agree. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they need to put a beat down on Kentucky before they could prove that they're number 12. Yeah, and Kentucky ran for 50 or 55 yards against Miami of Ohio Saturday. That's <laughs> concerning. Yeah. yeah. Are they going to get Chris Rodriguez back at any point? Uh, Mark oh. Stoops said that he wasn't allowed to discuss that situation because he was mm-hmm. advised by their legal team not to. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, that that just feels like some kind of an escalation. Yeah, and I don't know, yeah, it's but not good. Yeah, yeah, if there's any chance that Chris Rodriguez comes back, he'll be back like the week before week week of the Ole Miss game. That, that, that's just the way that <laughs> and that he'll run for he'll rumble for like 200 yards. Mm. <laughs> and Jeb will Google it and get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I swear this is like, I'm like punch drunk. I'm so, I'm so tired right now. Like I barely oh, made right? it through practice. This punch is this is gonna drunk. be, this is gonna punch be. Punch drunk. Yeah. yeah. Punch drunk. Punch drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Punch drunk. Yeah. That's, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, guys. So, um, how about Jake? How did you feel watching Alabama? They didn't get bored. Apparently, uh, they no. did cover. Not even a little uh, bit. Yeah, not not even a little bit. I, I told y'all they would cover. <laughs> <laughs> I told y'all they would cover. No, anyway. Um, no, you know, I, I was pleased with how everything went. The only concern, and I think it would be, be addressed this week, uh, is a running attack when, when Bryce Young is a leading rusher. That's not good. But, I mean, when he has open field for 50-something yards, he might as well take it when he gets it. And uh, but defensively, they're stout. You know, they didn't get any sacks. But I mean, Utah, Utah State, pretty much snapped it, pivoted, and threw. I mean, they like three seconds. They they got the ball out real quick. So, you know, I, I I'm pleased. The, the real honestly, the real season starts this week for Alabama. Yeah, and we'll, we'll and we'll get to that here in a little bit, Steve. You got a question on the on the chat there about Ole Miss and Bentley and Judkins and. There looks like a running back situation there. Yeah, it's just one of those situations to where um, <clears throat> even when Bentley was in the game, there was like a pull read. And like Jackson Dart's 35-yard run that he had was was with Ulysses Bentley. And mm-hmm. there were some opportunities on the field. The playing time was there. He just didn't get the ball. He did end up scoring a touchdown. But I think he is pretty much solidly the number three back. Um, on this team after seeing the first two. Quinshawn Judkins, he's just a man. Just absolutely. I do not know how Alabama and Auburn let him get out of state. He's He is the um, reincarnation of T.J. Yeldon. And you're high on T.J. That's, that's pretty, <laughs> pretty lofty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
yeah, yeah, it's pretty lofty there. Um, mm-hmm. So, Steve, watching that, watching that Ole Miss game, you and I texted back and forth a few times. You know, how I, I, I was, uh, how's old, how's Ole Miss Nation feeling about that one? The, Ole Miss Nation kind of melted down a little bit uh, after that game because I guess they were expecting both of either Luke Altmyer or Jackson Dart, whoever went in there, to be Matt Corral from last year, and not a nineteen-year-old player with at most four games of experience. Yeah. People need to remember Matt Corral in his first start in 2019 went 9-19 for like 94 yards and a pick. So Matt Corral wasn't even Matt Corral when he first started. So let's just calm down. The defense in the running game looks elite. The offensive line played well. Um, quarterback will get there. Now you got to go through these growing pains to get there because if they can maximize this quarterback position, they have a chance to be really good this year and into 2023. So it's it's about maximizing that position, I believe. But overall, I was I was okay with the Troy game. It was a comfortable win. I mean, Troy was never a threat. It was never uncomfortable. Um, right. But but it just got sloppy at the end. There was three second half turnovers, and there's penalties and like weird things of bad snaps and things like that, and just that makes it look a little bit more. Um, different than it should, but it was it was a comfortable win. It was a week one win. Jeb, uh, your Vols, man they uh, they didn't disappoint. They, you know, it was one of those games where it was Thursday night, and you know, first game of the first game of the season. Ball State comes in all fired up. They throw a pick on the very first play, uh, set that tone. Fifty nine to ten. Had no, I, I had no doubt they would cover. Um, got an important game that we'll talk about uh, that's not on the list, but we'll talk about that one uh, as they face Pitt this week. But, like, how how did you feel coming out of the Ball State game? Thursday I felt great. Uh, our starting offense looked really crisp. I thought they were doing really well. Uh, we got a chance to play all of our backups, basically, I mean, on the entire team. Uh, got playing time in for everybody, which you know depth is a big problem for Tennessee. So mm-hmm. getting time for some of them on the field was, uh, I think, important uh, and yeah. very good to see. Uh, everything looked pretty good. We didn't have a great pass rush, but like Jake said, with Alabama, it was kind of the same situation. They were using short passing yardage or quick, mm-hmm. quick slants, that kind of stuff, just to try and move the ball a bit yeah. and, and keep from getting just flattened by a bigger, faster defense. So, right. honestly, uh, the secondary still worries me a little bit, but we weren't. I, I'm not as worried. I think it's maybe some of the people that watch Tennessee. My really the the biggest disappointment for me wasn't even Thursday at all. It was watching like Florida on Saturday because uh, I really thought they were going to be a, a, an easier team this year. And that's, that's going to be a rough game. That that, that's, that's not the case at all. Yeah. I had to catch the highlights on that. Cause we were, we were getting, uh, we were getting our butts kicked on Thursday against Pearl Cone. So that, uh, that didn't go well in our favor. Uh, so I didn't get to see the Thursday night games. Um, saw the highlights and everything. Saw the tail end of the pit of the backyard brawl. Um, yeah. But uh, that was I, a good uh, matchup. Didn't get to much watch. Didn't get to watch much there, but I had Friday off, so I got to see some of the Friday action. And then, of course, you know, everything Saturday. Uh, as far as Georgia goes, man, that was that was as much of a – and swift of a beatdown as I've ever seen. Uh, this team, for, for a first game, like you look at last year's first game with a generational defense, obviously they played well on defense. But, you know, getting getting a slow start offensively, struggling to move the ball, this year is a completely different story. Seven – for the first seven drives are all touchdowns. The punter didn't get any action until the fourth quarter. Um, Carson Beck came in and threw a touchdown as well. Uh, so, I, 
or led a touchdown drive. So it was, you know, it, it was crisp. Five different people scored. Uh, weapons all over the place with Kendall Milton, Kenny McIntosh, Darnell Washington, Brock Bowers, uh, Lad McConkey, A.D. AD Mitchell. You know, those guys all got touches and all got important touches. So it, it was great. And the defense, you know, there was some bend but don't break. It wasn't quite the dominant performance that, that you saw last year's team, which would have made Oregon quit in the, in the first quarter. Uh, but Oregon did move the ball well all first half. They got a lot of first downs. They just couldn't put it across the goal line. So, um, But the defense, when it mattered, they got the stops, picked two balls off, uh, made Bo Nix play like Bo Nix, and uh, that was the yeah. story of that game. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let me make a comment here. You know, we, we always kid around about Stetson Bennett and need his NIL deals because he don't have an NFL future. Bo Nix needs to do the same as that thing because Bo Nix – has not improved well, in just four inked, years. Inked the AARP. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. so Bo Nitz needs to get get that NIO deal too. Yes, yeah, he does. I, mm-hmm. I I, th- I think it was interesting to see with Oregon. I, I I'm not sure that Oregon is good. Yeah, they're not. No. Yeah, yeah, they got yeah, some pieces. They got some yeah. good pieces, yeah. but that's all they got right now. They, they have a lot of transfers that haven't played together. Um, and that's probably why Ole Miss got off to a slow start because mm-hmm. they have a lot of transfers that hadn't really played together. Um, and they have Bo Nix, who 0-4 against Georgia with like mm-hmm. five interceptions in two of those games that hit, you know they didn't score touchdowns at all. Um, and it just – a lot of things, brand-new head coach trying to get his feet wet. I mean, it was a terrible, terrible, terrible game for Oregon to, to be in this situation with. But um, – you know, Stetson came out and had complete command of the offense. And as I said on uh, Believe in Georgia Dogs uh, with, with Israel when we recorded on Monday, was, you know, you you just are in awe of how much in command of that offense that Stetson Bennett is and just how comfortable he is, just how and, – and just how much time the offensive line was able to give him, which means there's some studs there. So – yeah. I'm really, really excited about this offense, and it's going to be even scarier when this defense actually starts to gel. It, I mean, this team is this team is good. Yeah. <laughs> or as, yeah. at, at this moment, them well, and Alabama question, are the two though. best teams in the in, in the country all the time for some reason. They played yeah. outplayed on the on in the pecking order by the the other three, but you did see some thirteen personnel a little bit. Yeah, I, and, I did mess up a little bit earlier when I mentioned that. I said Tennessee. I was happy with Thursday night. <laughs> I was upset about Saturday because not only does Florida look better, but Georgia, look, they're going to win the East again. And, you know, you had that little bit of hope that maybe somebody could take them down. It's not going to happen this year. <laughs> that cocktail party is going to be interesting, though. I, I was I was thoroughly impressed with Anthony Richardson. I, I, I just didn't – I just honestly didn't think he was going to flash that soon. Yeah, right? New offense, new pieces around him, new coaching staff, new culture, all that stuff. But – it just seems like that Billy Napier's done a tremendous job of just letting him rip. You know what I mean? Hey. Just letting him go. Hey, y'all are, him sleep- play. y'all are sleeping on Vanderbilt. I'm telling y'all. <laughs> Dude, Mike Wright. Holy cow. And if it yeah. wasn't for the uh, if it wasn't for the 17 hours of uh, lightning delay, I think that, that game would have probably – they probably wouldn't have let Elon score as much as they did. But right. I, I just, you know – that game with all the weather delays, they didn't have, they didn't really have 17 hours, Jeb. I know you're, yeah. you're shocked over there, but um, they, really? they had some significant lightning delays. Yeah. So, um, Clemson moving out of the SEC to the ACC. I think that's backwards. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that should be 
Yeah. Yeah. Probably eventually, but we don't know yeah. now. Speaking um, of, okay, speaking of Clemson, I'm, I know this is not I know this is not ACC after dark, but that's on ACC Network with Mark Richt and I forget who else. Um, Mark Packer, maybe eh, something like that. Uh, yeah. I felt Mark like there was Thomas? two other football players on there. I don't know. Up, I don't know. <laughs> but when is when is Clemson going to realize that DJ Ungulale is not the guy? No, he is not the dude. He is not. Aaron. When are they going to realize that they can win the ACC with Cade uh, Klubnik? Easily. Probably probably in two or three weeks, but Dabo might um, go too far. But every time I see DJ play, I just picture that meme on the internet of that guy going, you're not that guy. You're not that guy. You're not that that guy, pal. Yeah, that's all I can picture (laughs) when DJ is playing quarterback because there's no excuse for him to be as – mediocre as he is in the system like yeah. like and it's not it's not a different i mean it's a different play caller but it's not a different system it's the same system they just promote from within yeah there's no Was reason it? he should be this bad and yeah. Tra- travis etienne or i wasn't that his name yeah when he, he that yeah. him and him and trevor lawrence everybody mm-hmm. should send, send them a gift basket yeah that's clemson mm-hmm. fans because without those guys and without a generational quarterback yeah, Clemson, Clemson's just nine win Clemson is what they are. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's just. I mean, and in a league that's very winnable right now, mm-hmm. with the talent that they've recruited and accrued over those years, there's no reason they should be this bad. But they. Hey, I, t- I tell you, if if Georgia Tech still had Jameer Gibbs, it could have been a different ball game because they Georgia Tech might have won that game. Georgia Tech right. played some defense actually. They did. Um, I, I, it kills me to say this, but I got to, I'll compliment Georgia Tech. They played some defense. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, LSU. Yeah, what an embarrassment. <laughs> just um, let's take, let's take a. Let's, who here on this panel um, was all about FSU last week in picks? Who was that? I, I'm glad you talked me into it. Yeah. It was. Other <laughs> way, you. Who? who and I'm glad and, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you see, I, I, I talked myself into FSU. I was like, you know what? That's a convincing argument. I have a weird, I, I, I had a weird feeling and I, I picked on the legal motion. I picked, I picked LSU and I was thinking like when I was making my picks, I was like, yeah, something just doesn't feel right about this game. So I, I ended up pivoting to, to FSU. Let, let me tell you, it, they look good. I mean, they got the, an offensive the, line now, Jake, the final score is indicative of what actually happened on the field because I mean LSU was not in that game. They just had a couple of big plays there late in the game to get back in it, and then Florida State blocks the extra point attempt. But I mean, it shouldn't even Florida been that State close. Squandered. They squandered. Yeah. So that game could have been, that game should have been a blowout because Florida State. I think they had the ball twice in the red zone, uh, once coming or twice coming away with absolutely nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. once for, with a field goal and if you put touchdowns across on all three of those possessions mm-hmm. this game is they're probably buying out less they're, they're probably contacting less miles uh they're probably buying out brian kelly right now yeah they're probably firing I mean, brian kelly right now and i mean what is it that with was LSU? Yeah, them. yeah what is it with lsu they've beaten fsu like one time in like seven or eight attempts mm-hmm. i think the quarterback that did was alan risher um, maybe Jeff Wickersham. I don't know. It was an 82. Um, so it was one of those two guys. Um, but, I mean, 
it's weird to see a team that just has LSU's number like that that's not named Alabama. Yeah, it's it, crazy. It, it is, and as, and as down as Florida State has been, hmm. it's especially weird. Yeah, that's yeah. But special teams, guys, like people people discount special teams. The 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 left wing blocked out instead of in, and it got blocked. Like something that minute, something that small of a detail, lost the game for LSU. Just think about and that. Did y'all see the SEC shorts on Brian Kelly coaching clinic? No, no, I need. To oh my, I need to see that. It's like sitting there. It's like there's nothing on the schedule for special teams. He's like, what? Special teams? Yeah. Like, and he's like, when you kick the ball, and the guy's like nerd and walks away <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, did, did, did y'all say the post-game conference when uh i think it might have been the 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 interview today no, it was today's press conference it's today's press conference yeah. and yeah and he tried he was, tried to joke and it yeah. fell flat yeah. and yeah, got called yeah. Out. but that was completely unprofessional by that reporter yeah. the reporter's actually the one that's in the wrong not the person not him giving a press yeah. conference to somebody walking in after it started for 10 minutes Right. Ron Kelly's not at fault even a little bit, and for keeping his cool and making a joke instead of just calling the reporter out for doing that and interrupting what's going on. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, that's the story here. Um, because yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. B- Brian Kelly actually showed restraint there, and a reporter shouldn't be going to an, a press event and talking about winning games and stuff like that because – then you're in the realm of fan media, and and mm. and that's 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 an issue. I have a problem Aren't with, yeah, pro- problem that's with a gray fans, area. Yeah, fans that do news. That's like on my show. I do not do news. I do commentary and perspectives and talk about it. I am yeah. not about breaking stories. I do not care at all about that. But yeah, that's what Israel and I are about too. Like we're, yeah. we're about bringing bringing our perspective and, and reacting to what's happening around us. We're going to let the we're gonna let the the, the uh, UGA media break the stories, like UJ Sports and Brooks Austin, and you know the Athens Banner Herald and all them. But we're gonna let them break the stories. We're just gonna react to it, give you our perspective. But yeah, that was totally wrong by that reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it was just some witty banner that went on between them, but that's not the place to to have it. And uh, the only thing I was giving Brian uh, Brian Kelly a hard time about is uh, just his joke falling flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because no, normally normally that would have cracked up the room and, and broken the tension but like yeah he's terrible at he jokes just, he's terrible he at such jokes a, such a poor delivery that that this turned it, it was such a poor delivery that this turned into a news story where or otherwise that would have been just a funny funny occurrence where it's like a witty banner between between right. two people that broke the tension um now it's a story of uh, who was in the right who's in the wrong which it's a really whole big nothing burger if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. But if you have to place blame, the reporter's at fault there. She should have gotten there on time, and she should not have mm-hmm. spoke yeah. out, even if yeah. she was late. Which, Especially in a Carl- deadline-oriented business like <clears throat> news reporting is. Well, I missed that, but what happened with LSU and uh, some of their players after the game? I'd- uh, I, th- I think um, everybody kind of got trolled by spoof accounts. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, there's some players that scrub their things just because they didn't want people to pile on on social media because apparently LSU fans can be difficult. Yeah. I mean, big big surprise there. Yeah. Uh, well, also on Facebook, and, um, they asked yeah. if I think that our tempo was too quick at times trying to force things. Yes, I do think our tempo was too quick at times 
and trying to force things and just slowing it down a couple of beats to get everybody to catch their breath, um, I think they would have executed a little bit better. It would have been a little bit cleaner, just my opinion. But anytime you see a, a, you know, we broke this down, Steve. Anytime you see a a Lane Kiffin offense with a new quarterback, mm -hmm. uh, new pieces, it it, it typically looks like that at the start. And then, and Cassie, like like she said in the chat, there was a 22-year-old and a 15-year-old Clemson, two Clemson fans getting a fight during that game. I mean, it was – and the 15-year-old was winning. (laughs) They were both Clemson fans. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, one, one guy was what? Oh God, yeah, that was uh, what a loser that guy was. The twenty-three-year-old yeah. that was uh, getting getting his ass handed to him by by a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, it was bad. Pick, uh, picking the fight and then getting his ass handed to him that that was yeah. a bit karma. I loved it. I loved every yeah. minute of it for the fifteen-year-old. Yeah, fifteen-year-old. And, and then I saw. And then I saw two Georgia people getting into it. You know, getting in a fight afterwards. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's just a normal Saturday. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably didn't see two Tennessee people because they were, they were hugging and dancing. Oh, oh, yeah. so happy. Georgia <laughs> fans are probably arguing uh, what they should have done on second and long. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you know, Georgia. You know, it's enough. And enough foreplay. Let's move into week two and talk about oh, because there's there's oh. some interesting oh, games. All right, we're really yeah. SEC after dark here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we can get to the main event here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So so the main event. Uh, MTSU. Ver- Wait. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. MTSU got rolled by James Madison in their first B- in their FBS first game. They did. Yes. Oh they my did. goodness! How pitiful. Like Forty-four to seven. How pitiful yeah. is that? Like. Oh. It's bad enough you lose, but then you get freaking mushroom stamped. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness! To a newbie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think uh, I, I think um, welcome to James FBS Madison's football. coach is the guy that used to be at Virginia before um, Brocko Mendenhall. You Mike London. Mike London, yeah, and oh, wow. um, yeah, so they run a lot of that stuff. Yeah. They're they're a pretty good team, and. They're, yeah, they're they're going to be interesting in the Sun Belt. They were they were a force in the mm-hmm. Colonial Colonial Conference there, mm-hmm. uh, the Colonial Athletic Conference in, in FBS now or FCS, and now they're mm-hmm. apparently Sun they're going to make some noise in the Sun Belt, man. Like holy cow, man. <laughs> so, all right, well, enough of that. Let's get into week two. All right, uh, the the main event: Alabama, Texas, Texas twenty point dogs at home. I, Jake, I know they covered last week. I I have a weird feeling about this. I'm not saying Texas is going to win, but I don't know. Like, this is Texas' Super Bowl. This is going to be the, the game that they circle outside of the Oklahoma game. Yeah, and this I is just the think... one they've been waiting for. This is the one Sark's been waiting for. So, yeah. is there, like, what do we need to watch out for? What What is, like, the weird thing that might happen in this game? I mean, if Alabama comes out flat with it being an 11 o'clock game, that, that's one issue. You know, it's a very early game, and it sucks. Uh, but it is what it is. Noon kickoff, uh, Gus Johnson, Joel Clatt on Fox. Unfortunately, yeah. But, you know, if, talent-wise, Alabama is a far superior team. Um, and and yours, I think his name, I can't think of his, you know, I can't say his last name real, real good, but uh, – this is his second collegiate Yours. game, yeah, and and this Quinn one's Ewers. against 
years. Yeah, against years. one of the best teams in college football. So they're gonna make make his life hell. And um, yeah, you know, I, I just I I can see this being like a forty eight twenty one game. But Alabama still covers. So how many MDKs is uh, Will Anderson and Dallas Turner gonna get? That's a demolition man. <laughs> That's reference. Yeah. Murder, death, kill. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's how a, many? That's a good question. That didn't, that, that? That didn't, uh, between the I don't two know if Bet Online has that one. I would say three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half. Mm-hmm. Does uh, does Quinn Ewers and Steve just magically turned into a chair? Does Quinn Ewers finish the game? Uh, do they have anybody else behind him? Uh, well, I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> not, I mean, Arch Man ain't there yet. So. <laughs> he so. might be. Arch, can you come now? <laughs> yeah. I uh, mean, yeah. I, you know, te- part of me thinks. Go ahead, Jake. No, I was going to say, Texas' offensive line is their weak point, so they, they may get exposed, you know, Saturday. So. Yeah, I mean, I just part of like part of me is like, uh, this is some good, uh, this is some good whisper going on there. Um, part of me thinks happening. We're going about it too. That uh, yeah, I know. It's like, hey, come on, hey, yeah, we're gonna uh, sweep nothing in the, in the, oh. da, 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 da. Um, how they go, how they gonna block Will Anderson? Uh, is 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 my number one concern, but. But Impossible. for Alabama, they've got to generate. They've got to generate some run game offensively. I mean, it, it, it's got to be more than right. Bryce Young scrambling around. It's got to be mm-hmm. more than Chuck and Duck. And you know, yeah, you can get away with a lot of that against Utah State. But you know, Texas is not Utah State. I mean, they're not too. They're no. not. They're not a. Uh, they're not a. Uh, they're not a cross country flight away from uh, Utah State. They're they're a little bit. They're a little bit more of a cross town drive uh, away from them, metaphorically mm-hmm. speaking. But. Um, you know, I think for Texas, Quinn Ewers has got to have a big day. They got to get the ball out quick, screens, things like that. Things that, that things that keep Will Anderson and, and Dallas Turner on the run, uh, quick shots. They've got to find some sort of interior run game, run right at them um, if they're going to have a chance. I, I think if there's anybody on Alabama's schedule that can, uh, you know, I, I think Sark has a good chance because he's such a good play designer and he knows this roster so well, I think that gives him a chance, but I think that's all it gives him. You know, the way I see this game going, not to give away my pick, but like you're going to see a first half where you're like, Oh, well, Texas has a chance here. And then you're going to see a second half where Bama's depth just takes over. And I think this is going to be a depth game. It's going to be, this is going to be a strength and conditioning type type matchup i think you're going to see a ton of screen passes in this game yeah they're going to try and throw i bet you b john robinson is going to um yeah catch six or seven screen passes in this game just to get dallas turner and will anderson up the field and try and beat and them that they're going to do some they're going to do some screen rpo t- stuff too probably yeah yeah so I, the ball on the perimeter. yeah I, I think um early on in the game Steve Sarkeesian's going to come up with some stuff that is going to give Nick Saban um, trouble. And then Nick Saban is going to adjust, and the team with the better players is going to come out and cover relatively easily 
But I, like you said, Corey, I think in the first half it could be like iffy. Yeah, because I think Texas will be able to move the ball. Um, I I think they're gonna if if Texas defensively can make Alabama one dimensional, they can pin their ears back and they can get some shots on Bryce Young, which Georgia proved that that does affect them, which just mm-hmm. shows you that Bryce Young is human. Um, so if they can do that, you know they don't have a JMO out there. Mm-hmm. You know he's gone. Uh, John Mechie's gone. Your, your closest thing is Jermaine Burton. Tristan Holden come out, had a good game. Yeah. And Kobe Prentice, who is a, but does any a freshman, of those, so. But does any of those have those JMO vibes, or do they just have a good game because they had opportunities against Utah State? Uh, I guess it remains to be seen. But, yeah. you know, we're really – One we're of those really guys will have to step up. The, the, this uh, week will go a long yeah. way to decide. Mm-hmm. I, I think Trayshawn Holden's primed to have a breakout year. If, if if Alabama is what we think they are and what we know them to be, they will blow out Texas. Mm-hmm. They this is a game that they will that this is a game that Alabama usually when when the chips are stacked high, they usually rake them. Yep. And if they don't, then you're starting to see some cracks in the dam. Mm. If they do, then it's business as usual. And you know, I mean, this Texas team. Let's just be real. This Texas team is not supposed to be, but like eight and four. That would be a success. Yeah, that, 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 like yeah. That, if everything really. goes right, they're eight and four. They should not be able to compete with Alabama. That's the reason they're twenty point home dogs. It, yeah, eight, eight and four. Is still, Notre still Dame losing to Kansas. Is, Notre Dame was seventeen point dogs. Yes, yeah, right. There's <laughs> been rock chalk, baby. Rock chalk, baby. There you yeah. go. It's gonna be another one. They're gonna get. They're they're gonna get uh, Lance Leopold another event win in that series. But um, I mean, Notre Dame was seventeen and a half point dogs, and Notre Dame didn't have much on offense. If, if they had a, it's yeah. some semblance of an offense, they probably they might have walked away from uh, the horseshoe with a with a win because their defense mm-hmm. played well enough to win. Yeah. Um, may, maybe Texas gets a performance like that out out of their defense. To give them a chance. And, well, and, that and, would be new after last year. <laughs> they gave that up fifty-seven new, but... to, to Kansas last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that, is that bad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, think yeah, about how far away we are. Just think of college football right now, and remember the game of the century that happened between USC and Texas, and think about where those two programs are. Uh, yeah, USC looks pretty crazy. good. Uh, last week, I mean, they didn't play anybody, but they looked pretty. They looked crisp, at least. Yeah, they they played mm-hmm. Rice. They they did what they were supposed to. Do. I, I don't right. know. I don't know how they did against Red Beans, but they did all right <laughs> against Rice. Yeah, <laughs> Steve's favorite. Steve's only the only thing Steve will get at a Cajun place is Red Beans mm-hmm. and Rice. Heck yeah! What's wrong with that? What's wrong and with a, that? And a Coors Light. Yeah, you got to crawfish at your face. Yeah, Coors Lighter. Uh, Crawfish Etouffee, man. There's a place here in Nashville uh, called Voodoo Gumbo. I agree, Becky. Chain. I have no idea. Hmm. What did Becky say? I'm, I'm looking on a different tab here. Hold on. I'm enjoying Texas and USC being crappy. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about Texas and USC being crappy. This is like get irrelevant to me. Yeah. She, I, I think Becky, um, and she can answer this if she wants to. Um, yeah, come on, Becky. Let's hear you. 
Yeah. The voice of God. Go ahead. Why do you enjoy USC and Texas? Pigeon Becky Willis. Yeah. Speak. I don't have a good answer other than I hate Texas. Hate <laughs> Texas. And I hate USC. I've got a lot of teams that I hate. There's just a lot of hate in my heart is what, is what you need to know from the voice of God. There you go. <laughs> hmm. So, so the Texas Burtons will uh, will not enjoy that statement because uh, I have my, the whole Texas side of my family are Longhorns. They all I live in Dallas and Austin. Literally, never <clears> even <throat> stepped foot in the state, and I hate it. Like I hear that it's completely irrational, but here we are. Hate it. <laughs> Austin's nice. Round Rock's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alamo's nice. The the team the team I have disdain for. <laughs> beat utah last week so it's right up the road from y'all and and that great state of florida gainesville's a dump well if it makes you feel any better i sit next to the team i hate every wednesday (laughs) 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 and and, and but you like me that's all that matters Uh, there you go (laughs) that's well yeah You can't get away from it, Jeb. Yeah. Now, now, if we could just put a, uh, if we just put a Vandy guy on, on the panel, where we'll be. Oh. <laughs> I want to know what why Tennessee fans have this weird thing with Ole Miss right now, and it's more than just Lane Kiffin. They do yeah. it in baseball. They do it in everything. They're, Tennessee has a weird fixation with Ole Miss right now. Tennessee just wants to be assholes in baseball. Mm. They hate everybody. Let's well, just yeah, let's just fun. be honest about that. It's like, the no, Tennessee, I, I Tennessee baseball this year was like if the bench warmers were nine on the side, like the Rob Schneider and uh, David Spade <laughs> and all that playing against the Little Leaguers. Mm-hmm. That's what Tennessee was like if they could play with nine at a time, and that's how they acted. And yeah. it's just sitting there just doing everything. They still brag about sweeping Ole Miss. It's like, we won the national championship. That is not the brag you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> You, you, yeah, you, you swept us. Congratulations. But uh, are you holding you the trophy? champion yeah. reference, Sam. Yeah. There you go. I mean, it's just like Alabama fans saying, well, we beat, we beat Georgia in the SEC championship. Yeah, but what really matters is a national championship. Hey, no, it's no small thing I mean, to win the SEC. It's still, yeah. That's still an accomplishment, a good accomplishment. I, there are 11 other teams that wish they did that this year. Well, maybe 10 if you don't count Georgia, who went on to win the national championship. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tennessee's like we swept you this year. It's like, well, so did Alabama. We still won the national championship, <laughs> right? Yeah. So <laughs> we still we still won. We still you know like won the games that mattered in mm-hmm. Omaha, like the the games where if you lose you go home and you win you stay. We we well, stayed. In our defense, that was a big brag, <clears throat> partway into the season. <laughs> and at the end of the season, yeah, maybe we should have given that one up because uh... right because <laughs> that game was played. Ole Miss was number one in the country. Yeah, that's, you, that's why yep. it was so exciting. Because yeah. y'all lost to a, a team that had the most heinous uniforms I've ever seen in my life. Mm. They look like they look like adult softball in Notre no, Dame. No, uh, those are uh, bad. The black <laughs> pinstripes for Vandy are absolutely horrible. You know, you know, my, the the team at my school does that, and and black's not a primary color. We're we're, we're green and white is our colors, and we have black with green pinstripe uniforms oh my goodness that would be so bad sorry it's, sorry, Corey. it's black on black yeah it's bad oh it's bad it's bad but we also had the old houston astros style uniforms too which mm-hmm. are cool okay that that came back for a minute 
But uh, yeah, man. Um, not to make this the baseball hour, but yeah. So so all in all, in all, I, I think Texas is going to put up a good fight. But it's Bama, yeah. and there's an avalanche of talent that's going to sweep over Austin, Texas, and 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 Texas fans are going to be like, "Whoa, all right, all right, which all bring, right." Which, all right, all right, all right. Let's bring – there you go. See, I set it up on a tee, Steve. You slammed it about 400 yards down the middle of the fairway there. We're putting yep. for, we're, we're about to – we're set up for eagle here. Um, South Carolina takes on Arkansas. Um, Arkansas started kind of sluggish, was trying to find their way. Uh, they're trying to find some weapons um, to, to go alongside K.J. Jefferson, uh, and they did. They took down Cincinnati, who is still got it. They're good. Um, they're the best. They're the best group of five team, in my opinion. They, uh, they, they, they still play swarming defense offensively. They hung with Arkansas, uh, South Carolina. On the other hand, Spencer Rattler, everything I thought he was going to be, had I think he was the 98th ranked quarterback in the nation after week one, with his QBR. Yep. Yeah. Not good. Ole Miss fans were mel- melting down about um, Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart had the best QBR of all the transfer quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like a valedictorian of summer school type? Yeah, oh, yes, situation? absolutely a valedictorian of summer school. But I'm just – calm down, people. Yeah, it's it's but, not the end of the world. So, and, and did, like you said, exactly what you expected. He, he, you could tell when he's playing that he's got down. He just hmm. never gets on the field. But it's it's for a quarterback it's all up here. Yeah. Right. Like for, for Jackson and Dart, you can tell it's here. It just hasn't translated yet. Which mm-hmm. he's gotta get comfortable in the system. But for Rattler, you're just like, What what is he doing? Yeah. I'm so you watch close. that game and you're like, What? Scratch I'm your head. I don't know. I'm so close to moving my Joe Milton um jokes over to Spencer Rattler. <laughs> Almost. Almost. Joe Milton yeah. looked a lot like, better. I know Georgia State head off with every throw. It is one of the teams that are looking to compete in the fun belt. It's Ball State, Jeb. <laughs> yes, no, but but for him, it's accuracy and that type of thing was much oh, better. Dude. He, like, yeah. he threw, he threw an absolute he dime. Year. He threw yeah. an absolute dime on that touchdown. That was a good oh, throw. Yeah. I, but I, uh, if you're four yards ahead more. of him, he's now more accurate, so that means your head's going to get hit with that 100-mile-an-hour fastball, whereas before <laughs> it would have been so far off your head you didn't care. Hmm. Exactly. So, unless so Steve, my question: Ole Miss, and he didn't want to throw it anyway. Well, right. he didn't want to throw it anyway. He just wanted to take his ball and go home. Mm-hmm. So, so Steve, going up against and knowing what you know about Arkansas's defensive philosophy, they're they're a drop eight team, and they they do bring pressure too. Um, but they're a drop eight team. They're a team that disguises a lot of coverage, gives you a lot of looks, uh, plays a lot of games. They picked off Matt Corral six times. Um, I think it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, what are they going to do with Spencer Rattler? Like, how does Spencer Rattler function here? Oklahoma with Spencer Rattler really struggled against Iowa State. That's the drop eight <laughs> philosophy that John Haycock system. Arkansas is going to do the same thing, and he struggled, and he's never found an answer to what he's going to do. I guess the answer would need to be a running game, but which they don't have. Which they don't have. So it should be interesting. I, I am thinking that Arkansas has a chance to roll in this game. They do. And I, I think Jadon Hazelwood had a nice game. Trey Knox had a nice game for them. 
Uh, the running, the, you know, their running back had 117 yards, uh, and 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 a, and a tud to go with uh, to go with KJ Jefferson's performance. So, you're starting to see what's scary is you're starting to see some other weapons. Some, and, and this is what I wanted Arkansas to do. Uh, you're starting to see some of the weapons that emerge that are starting to emerge for them, like Trey Knox, who converted over to tight end. He's more of a wide receiver, really, but. He, he, he converts over to tight end, and he had a hell of a game. He had seven catches, I think, for 75 yards and, and scored twice, scored a pair of touchdowns. And um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's something. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they're, I think they're going to roll. And I didn't watch all of the South Carolina game, but it looked like they were having a lot of trouble stopping the run against Georgia State, which makes me worry about they're gonna the mighty, The mighty Panthers. Yeah. Yeah, Arkansas's Arkansas got a running back that wears number five. The last time Derek McFadden played South Carolina, he ran for 320 <clears throat> yards. He might do Well, that, this new mm-hmm. number five might do it this time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, all so right. yeah, I mean, Kentucky yeah, so Kentucky, Florida. Florida. Yeah. So, Kentucky goes to the Swamp. So, Kentucky is 2-0 and against Florida in the last two, last two times they've played. Uh, but this Florida team's different. And – Kentucky has to travel to the swamp. Swamp is a tough place to play, and when Florida's rolling, it's even tougher. So, to me, the Gators, I, I think defensively they have to shore some things up because I do think Utah was able to move the ball when they needed to at will and pretty easily. So, if you go, if, if Kentucky can somehow find some rhythm and tempo, they mm-hmm. can move the ball and put some points up. But they've got to find a running game, man, or, or they're not going to be able to do anything because – Tavion Thomas was a big factor for Utah against Florida. And and his success was able to get the ball out on the perimeter um, and, and able to get the ball down the field. For Kentucky, they've got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think losing Rodriguez is just a big blow for their offense. You know, Will Levis is good. He's, he's, he's a lot better than I want to give him credit for, honestly. But yeah. without a good running game, I just don't know how <clears throat> Kentucky's offense operates without the running game. That's what they're built around. Right. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, and then for Florida, Anthony Richardson, like he had a great game, but like he doesn't throw to his left all that much. <laughs> if you noticed, he he's like a plus Levi Wallace, I think is his name, the quarterback at Louisiana. Yeah, the lefty that seems like yeah. he's been there ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a plus version of that. So Billy Napier has had a guy and has known how to deal with a guy that can do some of the stuff that he does. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. There's going to be some plays break down. His athletic ability is really unmatched in the SEC, potentially in the nation. If he can be somewhat accurate throwing the football, um, Florida has a chance to be serviceable offensively. Uh, jury's still out defensively. Yeah, they- yeah, and, and I think they were one bad decision away from losing that game a week ago, so we could be talking in a totally different light about Florida, which, I mean, I still think they, they played well. Both teams last week played well enough to win. One one team made one more play than the other, and that was the difference in that. So for Kentucky's defense, they're going to have to contain Anthony Richardson by – uh, boxing them in and pushing the pocket and, and trying not to create those creases where you have guys rushing on different levels and, and 
Anthony Richards can just step up and, and take off and there's nobody there. So they're going to have to kind of figure out a way to box him in, put pressure on him, get him off rhythm, hit him, you know, and, and throw some, throw some looks at him that he's not comfortable with. And, and the teams that had success on Anthony Richardson a year ago did that a season ago. They did that. They threw different looks at him. They confused him. They made him play slower. They made him sit in there and they were able to get shots on him. They were able to get unforced errors. They were able to get some of those things happening for Kentucky. You've got to really lean on the defensive wizardry that Mark Stoop seems to have in some of these big games. And you got to hope that was that's a new word, uh, and and you got to hope that Will Levis can actually play some football this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. seriously. But if any anybody defensively can make Anthony Richardson expose him a little bit, Kentucky has the dudes to, on the defensive side of the ball to do that. They absolutely um, do. Yeah, and I'm interested to see like Barry and Brown. Um, I want to see him against the, that Florida defense. Yeah, I think you're going to see some jets in that game, mm-hmm. and I think you're going to see Kentucky attack the perimeter in a way similar to what um, Utah did this weekend. Yeah, and special teams is going to be huge too because Barry on Brown took one to the house last week against Miami, Ohio. So, hundred, I think it was a hundred yard kick return, mm-hmm. if I remember. Um, so they're they're going to do some things like that. So, you know, Barry on Brown, Pearl Cone alumni. You know, glad he glad he's in Kentucky and not at Pearl Cone because he would have he probably would have had six touch, touchdowns himself on us last week. But um, so what was what, what was the score of the game? Do you really want to know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've heard uh, three Pearl Cone references um, since the so, show started. So okay, so <laughs> the, the butt kicking we endured. The varsity score was forty four to nothing, and then the JVs came in and, and the score ended up being fifty eight to nothing. Hmm. Mm. A shutout on so both it sides. Bad, it went, it went from, it went from bad to worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the sounds of it, um, you, you like transitive property. You guys want none of NBA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. We play them in JV though, so that'll be interesting. But no, we we had we had a, we had the ball inside the five right before halftime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they picked they pick six this from, from mm. hundred yard uh, pick six this out route huh no slant oh really Sa- oh, wow. safety 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 jumped it oh okay Sa- safety came screaming downhill and jumped it and we were a little bit late throwing it you know we probably should go ahead and do picks because we've already almost been doing this for an hour yeah. Okay, so welcome to SEC After Dark. Here's our pick segment. I'm Corey Burton from the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast, also Illegal Motion as well. Joining me for the picks is Stephen Willis. You can find him on Locked On Ole Miss. Uh, And then you have Jeb Beecham and Jake Thomas from Tide Talk Live. And I think y'all are still running Best of the West, right? Yeah, we had a show last week. And Jeb's a person. Jeb Early is a Jeb is a dude. Media. And now this week we have Becky to join us on the pick, so I don't have to read. That's, right. That's right. So Becky can make the pick. So Hi, y'all. we're going to start. Hey, hey, Good. Becky. So we're going to start with with my man from Tide Talk Live. We're gonna we're gonna kind of work backwards a little bit. So Jake, we talked about this game earlier. Bama twenty point favorites on the road in Austin. What you got? 
Uh, I think Alabama covers. Uh, I got 48-21. That still uh, covers the game. Um, you know, we, we said that it could be close in the first half. Second half, the depth's going to come in, and Alabama's just going to roll. So, uh, I'm taking Alabama 48-21, and they cover the spread. Jeb? I like Texas's offense. I think they are good. They've got some good skill players. I am definitely picking Alabama to cover the spread with no problem. <laughs> Steve? <laughs> Uh, this is one of those games that I worry could be like a Texas disaster to where it just you kind of Shane Falco it and get some quicksand going on and it gets away from them fairly quickly and Bama ends up winning this game like 50 to 10. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to go with Bama to cover relatively easily. Becky. I'm going to go with Alabama also. All right. And uh, I'll, I'll make it a clean sweep here. I think I think you're going to be biting your nails uh late in the third quarter and then all of a sudden you're going to look up and go okay this game got out of hand quick so i'm taking what i'm taking the, the i'm taking alabama what happened here oh my god what happened here all right so south carolina game we just got finished talking about they travel to fayetteville to take on arkansas arkansas is eight and a half point favorites at home jake how do you see it man shane bammer is a really good coach and he still needs a signature win, I believe, and I think he gets it this week. I'm not, I don't know if, they'll, if they can win outright, but playing hard and playing well and being close, I think they can do. And Arkansas is still trying to find another playmaker on the outside after losing Burks last year, so I think they can keep it close. And uh, I'm actually thinking that South Carolina can, can keep it in, a, you know, a, like a field goal game. Jeb? Well, my only debate was whether or not it was the spread. I, I definitely think Arkansas is winning. But, and the only reason I'm worried about that is because Arkansas, with their running game, may decide to just run the ball the whole game and basically keep it closer than it needs to be where it's not really in doubt. But, but I'm still taking Arkansas to cover that spread. I think they went by a couple touchdowns. Steve? All right. Um, I, I look for Arkansas to run the ball, just like Jeb said. Um, eat the clock, do whatever, and you end up winning a game like 27 to 13 is, is, is about what I think this game is going to end up. But I'll take Arkansas to cover. Becky? Well, after listening to y'all talk about it, I feel dumb, but I'm going to stick with South Carolina. There you go. Well, J Jake Jake agrees with you, but I'm going Arkansas here. Uh, I think I think defense is going to pick off Spencer Rattler a couple times, maybe even return one to the house. Uh, I think it's going to be hard for South Carolina to cover this spread. I'm not sure that I'm going to take the over, um, but I do. And Arkansas did scare me a little bit, but they still covered against Cincinnati. I think they cover this one as well. I, I think worst case scenario, it's a 30 to 20 game. Now, we go to the game of the century. Wake Forest traveling to Nashville. Wake Forest getting Sam Hartman back, a little breath of fresh air. They are 13-point favorites on the road at Vanderbilt. Jake, does Sam Hartman, after missing a month, does he come back and give Vandy some life? Give Vandy some life? You mean give Wake Forest some life? But <laughs> Wake Forest, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the question with Sam Hartman is, is he game ready? I mean, has he been practicing any? Has has he even taken any kind of snaps, even on the practice field? Um, he had to, they, right, if they cleared I, it. I, 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 you don't see anything on it. I mean, and he just had just had a surgery for a blood clot, so, you know. Well, it's Wake Forest, not really. I right. don't, think, they, I don't but, think Wake Forest media knows that the football team exists. Right. But – 
I, I'm actually taking Vandy uh, to to cover the spread because Mike Wright right now is playing out of his mind, and and he looks really good right now. Uh, I think, you know, if the Vandy team shows up to play against Hawaii, that they, they can keep it close. If the one that showed up last week against Elon, it, it might get out of hand early. But but I think Vandy will come I, in I, and I play hard. I don't know hard. that you're gonna. <laughs> I don't know that you're gonna get that team. But uh, Jeb, how do you see it? Actually, it, it feels really weird having faith in Vanderbilt, but I really do feel like <laughs> yeah. they can at least cover this spread, if not win this game. I don't. Mm-hmm. They're probably not going to win the game, but I, I really like Mike Wright too. I, I love the way he's playing right now. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to keep. I'm going to start believing him until they give me a reason not to, which might be this week. They might make it all the way to Alabama before I lose faith in them, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm taking Vandy. Steve, um, I'm taking Wake Forest. I was thinking about taking Vandy. All about all until the time when um, Sam Hartman got cleared, because I, I just think he's a really good quarterback, and I think he'll, his mind will be the difference in being able to separate um, the Vandy defenders and everything. So I'm thinking Wake Forest somewhere in the neighborhood of 35-24. Or that's not a cover. No, well, that's the, not a cover. cover. Yeah, I want it to cover. Um, the, my my thing disappeared <laughs> off of me. Um, yeah, th- 35 to 17. How about there that? You there you go. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's not a cover. You might want yeah, to I, 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 was waiting, I, I was re- refreshing the stream and my um, mm-hmm. media disappeared. So I forgot what oh, they were okay. favored by. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, I'm, I, uh, Becky, what you, what you got? I'm going to go Vandy this week to cover. Okay. Having fans in the Commodores. I'm with Steve here. Uh, I think Wake is too explosive when they have Hartman uh, at quarterback. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that Vandy has some issues on defense. Um, I don't know if it was weather delay issues or what, um, but they do give up a lot of points. Um, and and I, don't, I don't know how long they can ride this, uh, how long they can ride this Mike Wright train. I hope I'm wrong for the sake of Vandy because it's fun to kind of root for them because they suck. Um, and, and Mike Wright's so much fun to watch. But I I, I never thought this was going to be a win for Vandy. I thought Vandy was always going to come 3-1 and one into uh, into Bama, and, and I think this is their one. And, and with this line, yeah, maybe a lot of points, but I do think Wake does ultimately cover. Hmm. Next game, Missouri at Kansas State. This is uh, – Big 8. Big 8 rivalry week here uh, for, for Mizzou. I just have a hard time buying Mizzou. Jake, they're six-point underdogs. Or is that an eight? eight. That's eight-point eight. underdogs. Um, even worse. They're eight-point underdogs on the road at K-State. Do you believe in Mizzou, or, or, or is it, uh, or is it uh, Wildcat Power? <laughs> whatever their little whatever – Go Powercat? There you yeah. go. Go Powercat. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough to go into Bill Snyder Stadium and, and win a win a game for sure. But you know, K State just lost uh, an offensive lineman uh, for the year and a uh, linebacker for the year. Uh, both got injured in the first game of the year. Uh, you know, it it may change some things. Uh, and and Missouri, they actually shot me last week and looked really really good. Uh, another guy, Drinkowitz, he needs a signature win. So if he goes into K State and wins. I think that that would be it. So I'm actually taking Missouri to cover and win. There you go. Uh, I, I feel like that Missouri win was was fool's gold. They look good, but 
against Louisiana Tech. No, I'm not. I'm not getting fooled by it. I'm taking Kansas State to win this game. Cover that spread. Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going with Kansas State to cover in this in this game. Um, I think they're just a good, hard-nosed '90s-style football team. I like Kansas State. I want to see Kansas State and Kansas play. I wish they could play four times this year because I enjoy that style of football. And yeah. and I think they're going to be too much. Mizzou had a surprisingly good defense. Their performance against La Tech defensively was actually pretty good. They still seem to be lacking weapons offensively. They obviously have not replaced Tyler Beatty yet. Um, so we'll see what this looks like, but I think Kansas State is going to cover. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, Steve. I, I think it's just – I just don't believe in Missouri. I don't think Brady Cook can do it. I think on the road, Kansas State's a more physical team. I just think that Eli Drinkwitz is just not a good fit there. Is he a bad coach? Probably not, but he's he's not right for what Missouri needs. So I'm, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Wildcats here. So uh, next game, we we uh, App State Becky? fresh. Oh, Becky, yes. Yeah. Thank you, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> Their defense is gonna get it done. There we go. There you go. It, 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 it's got. I, I got to get used to. I got to get used to Becky being on the mic. Yeah, because you can't yeah. see her, so it's easy to I know. forget her. I, I got. I got to get used to her being on the mic. So, thanks for reminding me. All right, our next game is uh, App State. They are fresh off of a near victory, which, if you believe in moral victories, this was every bit of one. A sixty-three. They were on the wrong end of a sixty-three to sixty-one shootout. Um, again, at home against North Carolina. They travel to Kyle Field in College Station. They take on Texas 8-4. and four. Uh, The Ags are minus 18.5. They're 18.5 point favorites at home. Jake? Hmm. Uh, I'm actually taking uh, App State to cover. I mean, A&M would abysmal through the first three quarters in their game against Sam Houston State. And if they get off to a slow start against App State, App State can put up points real quick. And they they could be down the eight ball really, really quick and really, really early. Um, so, if, if you know, Texas A&M's defense is really good, but, you know, App State can put up put up points and they, they may get one and two here. And, and until that offense starts clicking for A&M, they're going to struggle this year. And I think the 18 and a half points is – really really a lot in this game so i'm taking app state yeah yeah i actually i debated this one for a while because i wasn't sure which way to go with this one either uh just because of the spread i thought they might be able to cover i don't think they're going to win but in the end i kind of decided they uh you know they played such a a a crazy game last week which by the way was a lot of fun uh Mm -hmm. just trying to figure out who's going to win that game in the end uh because neither team seemed to really just either they both wanted it too much or neither wanted it i don't know what was going on but either way, uh, I, I think maybe that emotional letdown and then coming in and A&M just being as good as they are, I, I think a and going to end up covering this, so I'm picking them this time. But it's debatable. Steve. Yeah, I'm going with A&M, even though that stretch play by Appalachian State, by App State, is just a thing of beauty, and that needs to be hung in the Louvre. They do such mm-hmm. a fantastic job with that play, and I think that's going to give DJ Durkin um, – they're going to pop a couple of those – um, in this game, but yeah, not since Terrell Davis have I seen somebody run that play so well with the Broncos back in the day. But I do think Texas A&M is going to cover. It's going to be something like forty-two twenty-one. 
Becky. I think A and M's going to struggle. It's going to be App State this week. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm 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 with Jake and Becky here. App State showed me something. They're explosive, and I you know I, I don't necessarily think they're going to win, but I do think they cover because A and M just they're they're trying to find answers at the at the most important position on the field, and I think to, I think App State is good enough to score with them. Uh, yeah. So I think it's going to be a cover. It, it may be Texas A&M by 17 points, which is an App State cover. So I'm, I'm taking the mm-hmm. points here. I think the spread's a little little much. Yeah, and also I think yeah. Miami comes to town next week. There's a chance for yeah. a look ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's all a recipe for one of those games where you're like, is App State for real here? Mm-hmm. Or no, what's wrong so. with Texas A&M? Maybe yeah. they're not the team. That's going to be the question. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the $31 million team is not what we thought they were. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, we, we, uh, we have a very, very important uh, matchup at Centra Stadium. I think that's what, the, what it's called, right? Yeah, used to be Hotfield. Field, yeah. what used to be the, ketchup, the giant ketchup bottle. Anyway, Tennessee's looking for revenge here. They're six-and-a-half-point road favorites at Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh has a really solid – uh, transfer player at quarterback in Keaton Slovis. Pittsburgh is one of the team, one of the very few teams that is uh, a legitimate contender in the ACC. They play some good defense over there, but the over/under I think is sixty-six and a half in this one. So, Jake, do the Vols cover, and do they hit the over? Uh, I think they cover. Uh, hitting the the over might be tough, but. You, Jeb, you talked about uh, you know emotional high and, and and emotional loss. I mean, I mean Pitt was in an emotional game last week. You know they had to come back, you know from behind to win. So they stay they still may be on that emotional high. And and Tennessee is a different animal this year than they were last year with uh, Hennon Hooker at quarterback. So I, I think the Vols get it done. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I like their transfer quarterback. I actually didn't know why they were ranked at the beginning of the season because I thought, you know, they lost Kenny Pickett and mm-hmm. their top receiver. But Slovis is actually playing well, but uh, the rest of the team is not catching up quite as well. I think Tennessee's going to score lots of points in this game. I think they'll <laughs> score some too. I actually would take the over on the 66 and a half. So cause I think it'll be a lot of scoring, but I think Tennessee will kind of run away with it. Steve? Yeah, Keaton Slovis, who um, took the USC job away from JT Daniels, beat JT Daniels last week. Mm-hmm. Keaton Slovis lost the USC job to Jackson Dart, who's now at Ole Miss. Well, I think ESPN just needs to put together a jamboree. I think people would watch that um, of just players that used to be quarterbacks at USC. and um, mm-hmm. That all beat each other out. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it's one of those things where I think Tennessee is going to win this game. I think Tennessee is going to win this game by multiple scores. I think last year Pitt beat them, but they beat them with Joe Milton. And, right, and, and and that that needs to be said over and over and over again. And Hendon Hooker's a heck of a quarterback, and he's doing real good stuff in that offense. And I just think Tennessee might might win this game by two or three touchdowns. Yeah, Becky, Rocky Top, baby, we're gonna be hearing it a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, every time they get a first down, they play Rocky Top. So. Yeah. You knew it was Tennessee week when uh, Sanford Stadium was blaring Rocky Top for mm-hmm. hours on hours on hours on end mm-hmm. uh, every Tuesday 
during Tennessee when, week. When, when Tennessee played Oklahoma, it was like every three-yard gain, either Rocky Top or Boomer Sooner got played. Yeah, it was like <laughs> that, two songs got played that night. Mm-hmm. Now you need a jamboree with Florida State, and you, every time someone touches the ball, it's either <laughs> War Chant, Boomer Sooner, or, or Rocky Top. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe all three at the same time. Oh. Picture that. Um, so I'm taking Tennessee here. Uh, Tennessee favorite six and a half. I think they're going to double that spread. Um, and it's not because I think Pittsburgh is bad. I think this will be a really good game. It'll get off to kind of a slow start where, like, you have two heavyweight boxers that jab each other. Um, and then the second quarter, they'll start landing some haymakers. And I think Tennessee has more in the bank than uh, than Pittsburgh at this point. So mm-hmm. I like the Vols. Uh, I think um, Cedric Tillman's going to have a huge, huge day. Um, and Hendon Hooker, likewise, in the run game is going to have a huge day as well. So um, I like the Vols. I'm tempted to pick the Vols and the over on this. Um, but uh, that one's a little 34-31 goes over. Yes. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, a couple games that are no line, uh, Georgia, Samford, Ole Miss, Central Arkansas and uh, LSU Southern. All of those are no line. So all of those are clean sweep of uh, Georgia, Ole Miss and LSU. So we will not pick those games. So our next game is Kentucky traveling to Florida. Florida is actually five point favorites on this. Jake. Yeah, I, I think Florida covers. They they look really good, you know, against, a, you know, maybe Utah isn't wasn't a seventh ranked team, but they're still a very, very good team in the Pac-12. Um, that probably win the patch well this year, but so having a good win against them, uh, I think it builds up some momentum. And, uh, I think, you know, Kentucky doesn't, you know, really owns to, you know, Florida in the swamp, but, uh, this, I just don't see how Kentucky is going to move the ball because Will Evers is good, but other than that, they have nobody. So I'm taking, I'm taking Florida. Yep. Uh, I disagreed for a couple reasons. One, Florida did look a lot better than I thought they would, and I just don't want to overreact to it, like uh, ranking them 12th in the nation, which just seems silly to me at this point. It um, is. <laughs> maybe eventually they'll earn that, but I don't think they have yet. But uh, Kentucky, I know that they have some issues too. and got a kind of slow start, but they're still a really good team. I think they've got to get uh, – you know, they got to figure out the whole run game, but they are working on that. And I think they really, really were going to want to win this game. I think they're going to come in and play really hard. In the end, Florida may end up winning it, but I'm going to say that Kentucky covers, and it ends up being like a three or four point game. Ooh. Yeah, and Steve. I I blame Dan Mullen, and I see him on ESPN, and I blame him all the time because he ruined before Joe Milton. My favorite joke of all time was the Atlantic will defeat Florida before Kentucky does, and mm-hmm. it, that was just a fantastic joke and it got ruined for me and I still say it all the time <laughs> even though Kentucky wins this game I think Florida is going to do it just because Kentucky doesn't have that running back that running game um, and offensively there's some offensive line issues that they're going to have to deal with so you're going to have to ask Will Levis to win this game by himself and I don't know if Will Levis is honestly good enough to do that I'm still at the point where his first round draft grade is kind of fool's gold so we'll, we'll we'll see what that what happens there, but I'm going with the Florida Gators. Becky, I'm going to go Kentucky. I hope they embarrass Florida. <laughs> Becky, I hope you are right, but I think conventional wisdom is going to tell me that uh, Kentucky's lack of firepower on offense and their lack of 
any sort of semblance of a run game is going to put Will Levis in a really bad spot in Florida. Can play a little defense. So it's going to be tight for a while because Kentucky is also good on the defensive side of the ball. But I do think Florida ends up winning by a touchdown. I think it's going to be one of those kind of like the Utah game where they trade touchdowns. And then the fourth quarter, I think Florida is going to going to close the deal. Uh, this is a really well-coached team, and I think they execute down the stretch. I agree. Our next game, this one's a tough one to pick. Um, but it's San Jose State traveling to the Plains. They're 23-point they're dogs uh, coming into the Plains. Uh, this, one's, this one's a difficult one to pick. I will uh, give my explanation here in just a minute. But, uh, Jake, what, what, do you, what do you think? Uh, from, you know, Auburn's Auburn this year, we don't know exactly how they're going to be. Uh, T.J. Finley, you know, he got pulled. Robbie Asher played a little bit. And then I think a freshman quarterback got in at some point against, against Mercer last week. But uh, San Jose State, from what I know, they're, they've never been really a good team. So I think Auburn at home wins and, and covers. All right. Jeb? Yeah, um, I'm taking Auburn too. I don't like the spread just because Auburn seems like they're going to be a really consistent team this year. But, mm-hmm. but at this point, I don't San Jose, San Jose state. I just don't think it's a very good team and Auburn has the tools to be good. So we'll, I, I'm going to go ahead and take them to cover for now. I'm, I'm going with Auburn just because of tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter. Um, I right. think between the two of them, they have enough to beat San Jose state by four touchdowns. And um, so we'll we'll go to Barners there. Yeah. All right. Becky. I'm gonna go San Jose State just because I think the spread's too much. All right. Okay. She may be right. Um, this the, the spread is high. The mm-hmm. spread is very very high. So I'm I'm gonna go. I'm going to go Auburn, though. I, I still think they cover. They had our time covering against Mercer, which kind of scares me. And San Jose State is not the same San Jose State that you know. So, but I'm going to take Auburn because it's a home SEC game, and they're probably going to be tired of hearing how they couldn't cover against Mercer. Um, so I'm going to take the barn. And last, and not last but not least, we have Mississippi State, the Pirate. That game is now up to 11 points, uh, favored in the direction of the road team, Mississippi State Bulldogs. They travel across the country to Tucson, take on the Wildcats of Arizona. Uh, Jake, does Mississippi State cover or does Arizona bear down here? No, I, I think I think <laughs> I think Mississippi State uh, covers and wins this game. Uh, I think Arizona didn't win a single game last year, so they're still trying to, you know, rebuild. And uh, I, I just think offensively, Mississippi State with Will Rogers is going to going to have a big game, and uh, Mississippi State's going to win this game. All right, Jeb. Well, unfortunately, I have to agree there. I don't think Arizona's that good this year either, so I'm, I'm going with Mississippi State. All right, Arizona beat San Diego State in the debut of their stadium last week. Um, won, won the game by 11 points. They had a couple of players that were big time. Um, if they can get loose, they might not win the game outright, but I think they might have enough to cover that 11-point line. So Mississippi State's going to have to fight. It's a 10 o'clock central kickoff. 11 o'clock Eastern in Tucson. 
the SEC teams do not fare well when they go that direction generally, save for Vanderbilt, whenever they get there a week ahead of time. <laughs> and, and I don't think Mississippi State's going to do that. So we'll see exactly what happens. They're obviously familiar in that part of the country with how to deal with Mike Leach because of the Washington State stuff. He came mm-hmm. through there. That formula to stop him was constructed in the Pac-12. So I think Arizona covers. All righty. Um, Becky? I'm picking Mike Leach. The Pirate. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pirate here. Um, you know, I, I think he's also used to winning in this part of the country, and and uh, I'm excited to kind of see what his offense has in store on the road. I, I think they're doing some good things. Um, I don't know what that means for their SEC West fate, but I do think they are doing some good things. So I'm, I'm gonna take the pirate here at minus eleven. If it was if the spread was any larger, I'd be tempted to go with Arizona, but I'm, I'm gonna go Mississippi State here. So, yep. Deep breath. That'll do it for our pick segment that is sec after dark pick segment real quick before we get out of here i do want to say um the sec has games this week on abc on fox on fs1 we're everywhere the sec is everywhere this weekend you can't Mm -hmm. escape it yeah they'll they'll be on abc like three three straight weeks i think they were on abc week one and ole miss and georgia tech will be on in week three yep yeah. yeah, we were, yeah, Georgia, Georgia, Oregon was, was the mm-hmm. ABC game. Yeah. So, nice. Oh, the ABC, John- uh, th- two, uh, the ABC 330 game. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's ABC true. Is the definition of culture shock. <laughs> Seriously. That is awesome. Ole Miss went out to Arizona and played a baseball series um, last year, and it was like 120 mm-hmm. degrees, and they're all just watching the game and doing like normal. And you looked out there, and Ole Miss players looked like they just wanted to die. Well, huh. It'll yeah. be hot this time too. Yeah, it, yeah. People, people don't understand when it comes to the West Coast like that. They're like, it's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. No, it feels like when you open an oven. That's how it feels down there. It might be sticky yeah. and wet down here. It's just different heat. But down there, it's like you open an oven. I, I, I went to Vegas, walked outside, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I think I got the vapors. Oh, no. Oh, no, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Hot, hot, hot is hot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care where you're at. <laughs> I don't care who you are, man. Yeah. Hot is right. hot. <laughs> um, well, all right. So I think that's going to do it for us here at the uh, SEC After Dark podcast on the Believe Network also coming at you on the video side on the y'all's conference network. And uh, the we picks have it, will be on Locked On Ole Miss. And the picks will be on Locked yeah. On Ole Miss, so mm-hmm. don't miss those. And uh, we have a new look here. Glad uh, Steve, the architect of this set, has, uh, has given us a new set. He lost his hat, which um, – I, I feel naked. It, it's amazing. <laughs> it, got lo- it got lost in the rebuild. I'm glad you ain't. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Becky, stop agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> Becky's over yeah. going, yeah, Jake. Uh, yeah. Glad somebody else said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had to go. We had to go off the rails at least once. So yeah, right. at least once. The hat came off. Not you know, the hat came off, and we went off the rails. So we got that. Done. There you go. The hat flew us off the rails. So all right, we are SEC After Dark, yep. presented by uh, Bet Online. Uh, on the Believe Network and the All's Conference Network. For Stephen Willis, I'm Corey Burton. 
That's Jeb Beecham and Jake Thomas alongside. Becky is the voice of God on the producer. Thank you for joining the chat if you join the chat. And uh, we will see you back here next week to see how we did on our picks and to see how Alabama fared against Texas. So long. See you later. Of course, go dogs. Howdy, Howdy time. You didn't say go balls, Jeff? <laughs> nope. <laughs> protesting. Protest. I don't know what, I, but I'll figure that yeah. out later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.